0: Welcome to the Keith and Kelly Show. My name is Kelly. And I'm Keith Gordon. So today we're going to talk about some some turmoil and things that are happening in the industry. There's a lot of verbiage and new things that are coming down the pike versus like laws that you need to be aware of. And so we're going to touch on some of those uh, today and give, give you some insight as to what they are and then how do we navigate it. Because what we are not... Advocates for is Chicken Little syndrome. I guess that's you know the sky is falling and the doom and gloom. We're not uh, we're not gaslighting you here. We're trying to give you some useful information that you can take. And so let's jump right in. So the reason why we're talking about this is Inman
1: News came out with a article on uh, 419 of 2022 talking about Department of Justice and the class action lawsuits, many, against National Association Realtors, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, and many others over the offered compensation from listing agent to buyer's agent, and the fact that, uh, in their opinion, in the DOJ's opinion, that that offer of come, paid by the seller, controlled by the listing agent and the seller is a monopoly and a price fix and uh, anti-Sherman Act violation, which means they're trying to break it right now. So does that mean buyer's agents are going to be bye-bye to the real estate industry? The answer that I think is no. It's going to be more challenging for the buyer's agent if they do break the offered comp and make buyer's agents get paid from their buyer. That's the point. So if you, as a buyer's agent, had to make a buyer's agency agreement with every buyer that you encounter, would that affect your sales and would you get, make get less money? That's what we're talking about here today. And this article you'll find because it's, it's sort of about CoStar. CoStar owns HomeSnap and, and they also own Homes.com. And of course, Zillow owns Dotloop. They own Showing Time and quite a few others so it's the, the two of those monsters are fighting for dominance in the real estate market they're fighting and CoStar is getting kind of like labeled as the one that w- would applaud the DOJ breaking the offer of comp and two because they are starting a new venture with in New York City in Manhattan with the Manhattan Board of Realtors there uh, it's not the manhattan board but you'll find out the board that it is that they're actually going to create a publicly facing website for all the listings in new york city so that buyers can go directly to listing agents and not have to go through that zillow and redfin and, and realtor.com maze where they push you all to a buyer's agent so costar is already starting that process of expecting a DOJ ruling against NAR. And I believe what's happening right now is it's probably gonna happen. I I think I've been following this for years. It's been, you know, this has been going on for a long time. And I believe it's gonna happen, but I don't believe it's gonna happen the way everybody thinks, because in America, buyer's agents serve a huge role in helping buyers, huge role and as a buyer's agent you know that but when it comes down to the DOJ um, I think what we all can agree with is that you can't fight the Department of Justice if they come up with a ruling then that ruling is the ruling Um, but I think the point is is that uh, buyers will still pay for the services uh, of realtors even if you have to get a buyer's agency agreement directly with them they'll still pay you and as you all know if somebody's offering a compensation of one or one or two percent you could always go to your buyer now and a lot of them do and say you gotta make up the difference between this and three percent if I'm gonna work for you that's the point so you already do it now and if you're not doing that you probably should be doing that right because you know why should you accept a two percent compensation if you can get more than that but remember the rule is that you have to ask for the greater compensation before you show the property. It's an ethics violation to show it and then argue for a higher commission. You can't do that. So I said a lot there. Uh, I think right now um, we, have a, we, we have at least a year to go before that decision is going to come down, but they are ramping up the lawsuit now. They're accelerating. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's three months. And if they do it, it's gonna throw some this market into a bit of a turmoil because you want to be a proficient listing agent if that's the case, because you're gonna end up with double-siding a lot of deals. Now, as a listing agent, you could charge the buyer coming to you, for to you. We can charge them a fee of $2,000, $3,000, 1%, 2% to work that side of the deal. You've got the right to charge them. Nobody says you can't enter an agreement there, so you right. can charge your seller your three points, whatever you're doing. You can charge the buyer three points. And if they don't want to pay, pay you three points, I don't know. Maybe they don't engage your services. They have to go get their own agent, right? And would you care? I don't know. Maybe you would. Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. But listing agents is going to be in, in, the, in the driver's seat. That is for sure. Whether you do something like that, uh, you're going to be in a lot better position if you know how to take get listings than a buyer's agent having to fight and tell a buyer that you got to pay me three points or two points.
0: Yeah, it's going to make it absolutely critical... All the more so to have a good brand awareness and to have your name out there and a good reputation and do your testimonials and your reviews that you already, I mean, you, you should be doing that. And I, I don't like the word should, but uh, I think in this case it, it, it's pointed. So if you are on that that buyer's agent side, making sure that your name is out there and there's a good stamp of approval behind it because it's going to give you credibility, credibility and it's also going to give... That buyer. So when you ask for that uh, difference in commission, that you can show your worth and that your value and that you know you deserve it. Not not deserve. I I think that might be a bad. I think people
1: care though, Kelly. I don't know. I I mean, buyers are different than sellers. Sellers they they pay six points all day long. They're happy to get the service. I know that for a fact. They are. I, I I've studied this topic of commissions forever. But from the buy side, I'm just not sure how they think about it. So about paying. You know, if they had to pay their own way,
0: I think it's I think it's up to any salesperson to educate the person that you're you're working with as to, you know, you're selling your worth at the end of the day. Same same deal, uh, right? But yeah. I, I think you assuming that they know or assuming that they think a certain way is a very dangerous place to be. And why not, you know, offer that information and to have those conversations and to get into it. And really explain. Oh, the reason for this is this, this, and this. You know, a lot of things are sold on the features that they offer. Your TV, for example, there's a uh, there's the rates and the power and the, all the things that I have no idea what it does. But hey. Uh, here's the list of features and here's all the things that it does. There's no reason why you can't do s- something similar to that. Now I'm not saying hand them a here's my list of services, here's all that I do for you. Uh, I'm so awesome. Give me your money. But yeah, communicating that value is is imperative.
1: You know also something else. So the in the in the United States, unlike Australia and Europe, in many other places, they only really have listing agents. They don't have buyers' agents. That's the models they're staring at, right? In Australia 30% of the listings sell by auction and there's never there's not very many buyers agents but in America we have a lot of them but I have a point here that's really important American consumers are used to the 6% business right so if you went to a buyer and said you got to pay me three points they're not paying you today they're paying you at the closing table right So, in essence, there's no difference between the compensation coming from the seller to the listing agent to you, then the other way around, because at the the end of the day, we're all getting paid at the closing table. Now you can't say your services are free anymore, which a lot of buyer's agents try to do, and the DOJ screened about that. That's why the MLSs all came down with those recent rules which go into effect. They were going to affect three thirty-one of this year, but now they're going to affect nine thirty-one of this year, which says you can no longer say the word free. They, well, I, I, the think, I, beli-
0: I mean, I'm in agreeance of that. Uh, my limited knowledge there, but you know, saying that you work for free until we get to the closing table seems a little shifty.
1: The point is, is that people. Uh, it's interesting about commissions. They don't care necessarily as long as they get the house they want and they get the service they need and the protection that an agent offers them. That's what you got to get in your head as an agent. And also, you might as well start this practice right away. Don't work with for a buyer unless they sign an exclusive buyer's agency agreement with you. There's your first step. If you, Your broker's already told you that. But if you're not doing that, go, go start doing that today because that's the first step in knowing that you are in control. If they want your perfect representation, they have to agree to work with you because they can't work with you and two other agents or you're not going to get paid
0: and you're going to have a very bad day. Do we get to a point where we, uh, so if someone's wanting to purchase a property, they go on social media and they say, I've been pre-approved for $500,000. Here's my list. First person to find it gets the, gets the business are we are we moving in that direction well I
1: I think we are in a way so um, I my partner and I started a company called showing B as in Bumblebee uh, it's up right now you can go to showingbee.com and it's all about what that what costar is doing in New York it's actually giving leads directly to the listing agent for free hundred percent free that's our business model we're gonna monetize mortgage brokers we have a very very unique way to monetize them because they make so much money, let's let's monetize them, right? I'll monetize them, but I'm not gonna monetize the buyer to a listing agent, but I'll monetize the buyer if they want one of our premium agents, you know, our show and be agents, we'll do that. But to answer your question about the buyer saying on social media, on Facebook or wherever, I'm looking for this. These are off market deals is what this is all about. This is what's going to explode in my opinion. Right. We've all, we've got a company out there called Zen Listings. Look them up, Zen Listings. I did a, I did a, they did a presentation to myself and my partner. The guy did a great job named, I think Craig. Um, God, he did a great job. So Zen Listings basically uh, takes coming soon listings and listed properties, but not off market deals. But the deal is it's a VOW. it's a virtual office website. It's a VOW. you know, and a VOW means that you have to log in, like Exit Realty, I believe is a VOW. You have to log in to see their services, which allows them to offer a little different approach to coming soon. So what the idea behind Zen Listings is when you get invited in as a buyer, you're going to a private room with the mm-hmm. realtor yeah. to discuss business. Whether you're going to be discussing a possible pocket listing of theirs, or you're just dis- discussing just your your purchases back and forth, but it's not sitting in the in the in the public view, right? They have 15 developers working for Zen Listings because I looked at their website. That's a lot of developers. 15 developers means they're funded. It means they've got some traction. I think they're in three or four markets now, and they're moving now. Whoa! Why am I keep talking about the Zen Listings? It was because a lot of deals go down privately buyers seek sellers and sellers seek buyers privately without Realtors sometimes they get introduced from a Realtor sometimes they don't so I think there's a big gonna be a big market so a lot of people don't want to be Realtors they just want deals and a lot of the off-market deals are very big big hotels apartment buildings high-end homes like three five ten million dollar homes they don't want to be in front of the whole world they want a private deal so I, I, I think we're going to be offering something like that in ShowingBee for sure. And the reason is it's just going to be part of the dynamic of what's happening with real estate in general. It's not going to be all about the MLS. The MLSs will probably get hurt here a little bit because if the DOJ prevails, then board membership for many will become expensive. So there's a, there's a dynamic there. That's the reason why Stellar MLS in Florida is gobbling up MLSs. And they're not gonna stop. Stellar is going national. It just makes total sense. Because as this market morphs and it's gonna change. Because the new the new changes that we all go by starting September 31st of 2022, they're not that big of a deal, but that's the tip of the iceberg. There's more to come. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of ways to do real estate. Start being more agile with how you look at real estate and don't think that you're gonna sit there in a traditional real estate setting. I'm not calling a KW or Caldwell Banker more than to say, a big box real estate store in the future might not be the best place for everybody. Be agile, look at off market deals. Build your contacts, see what the consumers are doing because that's what we're doing at Showing B. We're we're connecting a lot of people for free and we're being 100% transparent with everything. Commissions are shown. Listing agents are shown. We have a, we have a verified listing agent back. We have a picture of a listing agent saying, verified listing agent sitting next to every one of our listing agent's properties. And we're getting the feed from the MLS, etc. So uh, that's a big market trend, I think. I think we're in a good spot with showing B. So make sure as an agent, you are tuned up and ready to roll no matter what comes your way. Yeah.
0: And, and only... Speak about things. I think the the part of this that that I see people get into trouble is they'll just they'll perpetuate a rumor or they'll use like the the word going around now is bubble, and we joked in the preamble about bubbles are for bathtubs. I think mm-hmm. that was a, a catchy little line, and and so it, you don't know, you don't know at the end of the day. And so I, when I don't know something, I, I would highly encourage you to to control what you can control and the things that we can't the market uh whether or not it's a bubble interest rates uh all those things that we don't have any control over any energy that you devote to them is taking away from something that you could actually be doing that's productive and that could be growing your business and so i just want to throw that out there so what is going to happen and what does the future hold i think it's good to be informed about things that are that are coming your way and start thinking about okay if this does happen you know how does that affect my business and what do i need to do to preempt it i think that's all good and healthy stuff but that that stress of the unknown is, is something that is not serving you and so again ask yourself that question okay what am i in control of now and what can I do to really move me towards my goals? And I think that's two two ways to look at it. And then let the let the powers that be do their thing, and yeah, be be agile.
1: Yeah, be agile, and also be tuned up on short sales so if this market does flip around, which I don't think it's going to. It seems like it's going to go sideways and get rid of its overbought condition by going sideways. That's what it can do in a market overbought conditions. Is a phraseology um, that. So in a market like this real estate market's overbought, they call it overbought. So you don't have to go down in price to get rid of the overbought condition. You can just go sideways. And then the relative strength index, the RSI drops, which means the all the bullishness fades away, right? And everybody's like so bullish right now about listings and about getting property bought, but that's gonna fade and it's gonna become just a market. So we don't have to go down To get rid of this overbought condition, so don't expect it to go down. Don't think it's going to go down. Don't talk that way. Don't worry about what the DOJ does. Don't worry about buyers not paying you a commission because they probably will. Just do your thing. Get yourself tuned up. Think right. Stay right. Be powerful. Yeah. And just move forward and don't worry about that. And you'll end up to be a winner because you'll be other people fall out. They're going to be looking at the bad news or the or the news of the day. And not bring their A game. Just bring your game. Quit talking about the negatives. Weren't you at a meeting the other day when somebody was telling you that? Oh, what about this and what about that?
0: Yeah. And what did you tell them? I asked them what they could control, and they're like, "What do you mean?" They they were they talked about gas price. This this Chicken Little is what I what I would refer to them as. It was this bubble and the interest rates and uh, gas prices were thrown in there as an example to give his you know case some weight, I guess. And I asked him I'm like, what can you con- control? You're like, what do you mean? I'm like of the things that you've devoted your energy and your stress and all that stuff to of those things, what do you control? What can you can control? Uh, nothing. Great. What can you co- can you control? get your phone out. Go to your contact list, call a past client, ask them, uh, provide value, and lead them to a sale. Like, do those things. That does not not that does not change. And so that's my encouragement to you is focus on the things that you can control.
1: And also, you know, if this market does go south, there's going to be so many short sales out there that if you don't know what a short sale is, figure it out, YouTube it, or or join Ultra Realty, I'll, I'll teach you how to do a short sale. But the bottom line with a short sale is there's a lot of money in a short sale. And what is a short sale? It's somebody that knows you that's in trouble that needs to sell their home that, that's underwater, right? So your same sphere of influence when it comes for short sales is gonna be very important. Those people that you maybe not hire you to sell their home, but maybe they'll hire you to do a short sale. So you gotta be always making those acquaintances out there so that you know, you you can get the order. Some of my biggest commissions, almost all of them, just happen so nonchalantly. My biggest commission ever, ever, hundreds of thousand dollars came from a short sale in Miami. Just happened to be that I took care of a person for something that wasn't really related to the short sale at all. I had his listing. He just trusted me. Why did he trust me? Maybe because I treated him with a huge amount of respect and I, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Because of that, he said, "Well, then maybe we should do this," and that led to this commission. Same thing happened to today. I got a, a new listing, and then I asked him, "Where are you going?" And they said, "Going to Saint Augustine." I go, "Do you have an agent there yet?" They go, "No." I go, "Well, I have a really good agent there." They go, "Okay." So I referred, got my referral a in place, or your your contract for a million something for the house. You how long it took me to do that? I don't know. Five minutes. <laughs> I made a. For five minutes of So often, you just have to pay attention to what's in front of you and be present to what's in front of you because that's where the money's at, right in front of you all the time. Just pay attention.
0: Exactly. And speaking of things you can pay attention to, uh, follow us along on uh, whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Uh, hit that subscribe button and share this with your, with your network. We're trying to add value and thousand dollars a year you gotta make this business to make some serious